Geek Shock. Geek Shock. So I'm yeah, just full so of you, piss and vinegar. I just had not ever thought so about. That's where my piss and vinegar went. Yeah. To you. <laughs> okay. There you go. I'd yeah, never. You're, you're listless. Never... <laughs> you're full of piss and vinegar. There you go. What are, what are you, Andy? Uh, I'm full of he, key lime pirate. Key lime. <laughs> He's a key lime pirate. Yeah. No, I just it never occurred to me. I just you know what the hell is. I'd never even thought about what the hell a key lime is or why there was. I just assumed it was some fancy name for a lime pie, and then. There I am on the little, keys. There's an actual. Yeah, there's key a little. Lime. There's a little key lime. They yeah, they're on the, on, the, on the keys. Yeah, they're, they're, they're what you put in a uh, you know a Corona. Nah, is that what, is that what you put in a Corona? Yeah. Oh, Corona. You just throw or, it, or, in. or you just cut or the lime, lime right. Yeah, but you know yeah. if you if you want to pay the extra three dollars per lime, you, you mm. get a key lime. That's fa- that's true. Oh. They are pretty fancy limes. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's the high life. <laughs> right. Uh, no, they don't put it in a high life. That's no, how you know no, you no made it. No yeah. <laughs> high life with a lime, and it's all too high for you, you come to Vegas, you say, "Give me a Corona. Don't give me any of those shitty limes. I want a key lime." Key lime. And they look at you like, "Whoa, we got a high roller here." Yeah. And you get the special extra foamy Corona. That's, that's, that's the same reason I order a Cuba Libra instead of a rum and coke. It's like I didn't ask for salt in this. Oh, yes, you did. Yeah, you're yeah, a bartender yeah. with that. You, work? you get you get special brown Indian limes. Oh. That's those are really fancy. You're, now this is actually I order um, Cuba Libras instead of rum and cokes. Okay, which are basically the same drink. Yeah, it's yeah with a, it's rum and coke with a lime in it. My 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 the reasoning being that I think if I say Cuba Libra, the bartender will you know think I know what the hell I'm talking about and will actually make my drink better. But I'm probably just out of my mind. You know, it's actually not a bad way of gauging a bartender either. Yeah, if you go to a bartender and. You want a rum and coke? Say, I want a Cuba Libre. If they know at least that much, at least they're at least a decent middle of the road bartender mm-hmm. to know that much. Because Vegas has a share of bartenders that would go, Cuba, Cuba, could you tell me what's in the Cuba oh, Libre? Oh, no, it, it has happened before. Of course, it's happened yeah. before. <clears throat> a Cuba Gooding? Yeah. Want, uh, yeah Cuba junior or yeah, senior? Junior. That's, yeah. a, that's a rum and coke with a little cheese in it. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. Wow. Also known as the Jerry Maguire. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's kind of fun. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 437. I am Master Torgo. Commander K. Wow. Fact check, Andy. Show me the... What is it? Show me the money. <laughs> show me the cheese. I think that's the... <laughs> show me the cheese. Wow. Show me the, show me the cheese. No. Show uh, me the cheddar. Matt. Show Maple me the cheddar. Matt. That's good. Show me the cheddar. Ta- Maple Leaf Matt. And we're to talk Who? Weekend Geek. <laughs> Some guy. Well... Avengers came out. Yeah. Uh, yep. I haven't had time to see it yet. Let me guess. You haven't seen it yet? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. I was going to see it tomorrow, but apparently I'm working tomorrow. I'll see So, so when you're listening to this Geek Shock, uh, Shock Monkeys, it's it's late because I had to work. Yeah. So there's I'll, your excuse. I'll see it tomorrow for you because that's when I'm seeing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. You haven't seen it yet either? Nope. I've been busy. I got stuff to do. Just me and you? Yeah. I saw it because I haven't been busy. Yeah, well. No. So, you know. Same. It, of course, as we normally do, we don't like to talk spoilers the first week. But everyone chance to to Aww. see it. And I'm sure Jeff, of course, who is not here, would like to join in the conversations of that. So now Jeff He's at the red carpet reveal over there in Jeff, LA. god damn it, is seeing it at the El Capitan Theater. Wow. In Los Angeles. Wild man. So so he's doing it right. So I'm sure we'll get the full full rundown of that. It's when a we, beautiful theater. Yeah, I'm if you go to L.A., anyone, take a chance. I don't even, you know what? I don't even care if the movie's bad. Right. 
see a movie at the El Capitan. It is a beautiful movie-going experience. Even this classic movie night, and they're showing Geely. Sure, dude. When I live, what, what makes it so good? Is it like just old, like theatery? One, it is like, an old, beautiful Hollywood theater. Things been there for ages. Like I'm thinking, like not in the you go see an opera like that style of theater. Yeah, the, yeah. But, the movie palace thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And no. there is a or a pipe organ that is in the middle of the stage. That uh, well, so when you're walking in, you are graced with music. That organist has been there for ages, and he plays all Disney music because this is a Disney-owned theater. Now, uh, it's been that way for a while, hasn't it? A couple decades, I think. Yeah. And then usually they show like a short Disney film or cartoon. And then, of course, then they have the big sweeping grand. Mm. Curtains go by, and then the main event happens. And they usually have a really nice setup out front as well. I Put it this way. I saw the straight-to-DVD <laughs> Return to Neverland. Oh, wow. Which is an awful, awful movie. Yeah. But I saw it at the El Capitan Theater where... You know, of course, Disney it was a Disney film. Lilo and Stitch just came and went, so they had nothing to throw in there. So, hey, the the premiere of Return to Neverland. I saw that at the El Capitan Theater. had a wonderful time. It would have been so much cooler to see Lilo and Stitch there. I did see Lilo and Stitch oh, there. Good. It Excellent. was fantastic. Excellent. I also saw uh, Sing Along Evita there. Wow. Yeah, for a, I think it was like a midnight showing. So, you have options with the El Capitan. Nice. So, but yeah, yeah, experience that in Hollywood if you can. The Disney shorts Netflix has a bunch of Disney shorts on now. Right now, it's like a, it's like a one long thing where they have the uh, director or somebody involved in the movie say you can talk about it for about thirty seconds, and then they cut into one of the Disney shorts, one of the ones they ran before the the Pixar kind of things. That kind of thing, yeah. yeah. Except they're you know not computer animated. They're well, maybe they're computer animated now. But they look like. Flat animation. It look like traditional two D animation. I don't know what's going on with your voice right it is now, very, but it's very, really sexy. It is, isn't it? Though. <laughs> you just, it's, it's, I don't know about that. But, sl- uh, slow and cold. Forty five. <laughs> are they like grouped together, or do you like? Are they individual? No, it's all one big thing. Okay, and I've only watched like two or three of them. How many are there all together? Uh, like an hour and a half's worth. Oh, yeah. And it's just one thing. It's yeah. not like a volume one, volume two, volume three. Yeah, I just stumbled across as flipping through Netflix one day. And it, Ooh. I tell you what, I haven't been on Netflix in an age. And two days ago, uh, my wife wanted to watch a movie. I'm like, oh, you haven't been on Netflix. Uh, we chose uh, 1923, 1922, 1922. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, on my, that's on, I actually put my together my uh, list. Farmhouse Kills His Wife. Yeah, I know yeah. that one. Yeah, starring Thomas Jane based on the Stephen King novella. That's a pretty good film. Yes, yeah. it is. So I highly recommend that, Stephen King fans. That's you have Netflix, and I know you do because you're geeky like us. So yeah. search that one out for some good. I know, all classic stuff. style. Did you notice all horror. stuff missing from Netflix when you went on there? No, so yeah, yeah. they move things in now. The one I I saw this week that I was I was just dropped at and uh, I was I was just excited and crying at the end of it. No. Oh. Um, um, Oh, what the hell is it called? It's it's the Doug Kenny biography. Um, it's uh, a futile and stupid gesture, and it's Doug Kenny who um, created National Lampoon. Oh, uh, was one of the one of the writers for Animal House. Was uh, and it just goes through and has all these people playing. You know, it's 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 just done interestingly. It starts off with uh, a funeral, 
And, and <laughs> you, you see Doug Kenny as a kid in, in the back of a car going to a funeral. And then it cuts to Martin Mull as, as, as the modern-day Doug Kenny going, wait, wait, this is where you're going to start? No, yeah, no. That's, uh, that was my question, so yeah. sure. This is where you're going to start? And then, and then he goes, no, no. And, he's, well, and then like the interviewer's talking to him. He's like, well, would you say you changed comedy? Like, no, I can't say that. That's too pompous, you know, that kind of thing. So it's very, very uh, self-aware. At one point, uh, they get into a bunch of stuff on Saturday Night Live because a lot of the Saturday Night Live alumni came from stuff National Lampoon was sure. doing. And, John uh, Hughes came from National Lampoon. Yeah, and uh, um, Martin Moe is the older. Doug Guinea goes, yeah, you know, Will Forte plays him. For, uh, Will Forte plays Doug Guinea through most of it. So this is this is not a documentary. It's a fictionalized It's a it's fictionalized version. biography. Okay. It's, it's on by Netflix, though. It's on yeah. Netflix. And what's it called again? Uh, uh, a Futile and Stupid Gesture, which is a line from Animal House. Um but yeah, the, all these uh, those these the actors come on playing you know all these people you know, and, and Martin Mull comes out and goes, yeah, these are, sure these guys don't look exactly like the actors, but come on, do you think I looked like Will Forte when I was thirties when I was twenty six? Right, you think fine. Will Forte looks twenty six? Yeah, it's great stuff. It's very self aware and very yeah, just it is, he's a, he's a person that I I I just admire and I really love his work, and uh, it was really great to see it, his uh, out there, see him be getting some recognition. Nice. Well, before we go further into what else we did this week, uh, general impressions, Avengers, no spoilers. What'd you think? A little bit different than the graphic novel, but great. All right. Great. I, I hear Thanos is r- well spelled out as a villain. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> You've read the graphic novel, right? No, you haven't. No, I held off this time. Okay. It was the Geek Shock oh, yeah, novel. Yeah. yeah. For this this yeah, last yeah, yeah. month, okay. he's gonna go to it pure. Yeah, and this, so after I've seen the movie, then I'm gonna read the graphic novel. And I know they're very I won't, different. I won't spoil why he's doing it. Is totally different than the novel or the the graphic novel. That's my that, understanding. That would make sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting, and it um, it it really plays into the villain is the hero of his own story type thing. I I'd agree with that. that. Which the best ones are, um, so it's very well, very well constructed. Bounces around a lot effectively. Oh, the structure between the different groups of characters and moving around and everything, and it's kind of funny. I don't think this is a spoiler. You've already given me one, you bastard. Uh-oh. Uh, 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 what? Just what you, now? What do you no, do? earlier. Oh, oh okay. Well, it doesn't matter. It's not on the podcast, so it doesn't um, count. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's for me. Freebie. <laughs> Somebody commented, Avengers Infinity War is a lot like a video game where the player is Thanos, and he has to go through a series of boss battles oh. and become powerful as he does it to get to the big finish. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Then wow. I, I was just like, yeah, that... <laughs> That's kind of it. Kind of, kind of spells it out. Yeah, huh. it's really you know, but it's really cool. Uh, I mean, God, everybody's there. Tom, Tom Holland is there, Spider Manning it up, and he's he's great. And uh, uh, everyone's not there. Uh, shush. Wow. Hush your mouth. Wow. Okay, that wasn't yeah. me, folks. Yeah, fush that your wasn't man, me. Man. Shut <laughs> your <laughs> ignorant mouth. Yeah, that wasn't me. I didn't do that. I have to put it out to the social media people out there that I follow or follow me. Y'all been great on not putting spoilers out there. 
because I have. Yeah, Matt. I, I am not like uh, a lot of the folks out there. Like I got to get away from social media, uh, otherwise it's got way. Uh, la la la, I won't be spoiled. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna trust that I'll make it. If I get spoiled, that's will be it. But thankfully, that didn't happen. Of course, I'm not writing anything about it. I'm not hashtagging anything about it, so that the damn trolls out there are looking for people that are doing that. So. If you are on social media, that's one of the reasons you're getting spoiled out there is because you're hashtagging about it. Yeah. I uh, Even just the uh, impression, you know, there's been a couple memes of people's impressions of the movies or people's reactions to the movies that don't say anything mm. about the movie. That's been enough of a spoiler for me. I'm like, ah, god damn it. Sure. And I will saw my feed, like some of the news ones that I, I see, I'll start to see this, that I can tell that they're talking about it, like on Twitter or whatever, and I'm able to scroll past that real quick. Yeah. So I, I've also been good at evading, happily enough. Yeah. So I'm very, very happy I'm going to see it tomorrow because it is getting hard not to get it spoiled. Where yeah. are you going to see it, Galaxy? Uh, I'm going to see it um, um, Suncoast. I'm going to see it with Slush and Rob. Hopefully after I edit the show, after work tomorrow, I'll have time to go see it. If not, I'll see it Wednesday, <laughs> but definitely by Wednesday I'll have seen it. Cool. Yeah, because we're going to discuss the hell out of it, whether you have you seen it or not. Next oh, yeah. Week. Oh, yeah. You better be ready. <laughs> I'll, I will be prepared or prepared yeah. to cry, one of the two. Mm. Yeah. But mm. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing it's affecting people very well. It's yes. very well done in terms of... It's done well? Uh, in terms done well. of uh, uh, emotional impact. Okay. All right, so what's the next one? What's, what's the next Marvel one after this? Did Deadpool come out next? Ant-Man, right? Ant-Man, uh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and, and the Wasp. And, the Wasp. and then after yeah. that, it's um, Captain Marvel. Before Deadpool? No, Deadpool is actually first, next, but in the Marvel canon. In the Marvel, next. Yeah. Right. So, the Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, Captain Marvel, and then, I believe, Avengers again. Part two. Oh, is that coming that fast? Bro? I think so. Next year, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> next year at the same time. <laughs> but, yeah, Deadpool, I think, is in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, yeah we're, we're great that, and, and And Han Solo, Solo stories coming in yeah. I. I've watched the trailers on that. I'm just not excited for the Han Solo. Like Solo, whatever the hell it is. Just that actor, something bothers me about him. That's actually a pretty good segue into a geeky thing Kirsten and I did this oh. week. Oh. You explain it because I'm out it. <laughs> yeah, explain what Andy has in his head. Explain what's in his head. You, you know, know him so him. well. He's your partner. Your life partner. <laughs> life partner. get in Andy's head, it's... It's all wet. It's <laughs> It's like early 90s internet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Images loading. There's like, dirty socks everywhere. <laughs> um, Defrag. There are, there are a number of fan edits and fan cuts of Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. And um, we watched the Star Wars Revisited, which is, which is one edition where mm, it's takes a lot of the special edition stuff but it really follows the older version of Star Wars and throws in a lot of his own effects work and so you actually he actually will enliven and tweak this guy who does this enlivens and tweaks the the starfighter battles and adds in little bits it's a it's the cleanest rendering of Han shooting first, um, the uh, the escape from the Death Star when they're flying away and the 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 fighters come after them is actually re- done really really well. 
looks I, really, really so, good. So, I really thought I'd seen the movie in a lot of times, but apparently not nearly as many as Vernon and Kirsten. Because yeah. they were they were spotting things like like the lasers had changed color at some yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, like, we're just have? Like, oh, you know, and you'd I'd see something different and be or there was a there was a line spoken that I'm like, is that is that how? And Vernon's like, no, he uh, he re-edited that. He changed the order and stuff like that. It, is Vader's lightsaber fuchsia? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> the, the, the lightsaber is right. Although they didn't change anything and make it wrong. They no. left a few things in from the special edition stuff that didn't need to be in there, like the the do back button that kind of stuff yeah the the it's funny because the the entry to moss eisley entry to moss eisley is pared down from the special edition but still has a little bit of extraneous uh, stuff and vernon was uh was grousing about that it he does a little overscoring so there's like the the guy introduces some music when ben and vader are having their lightsaber duel which did not, you know, right? Was it was not, a very was, silent moment. Yeah, and and that kind Stark of dark moment. You know, some of yeah, exactly. And some of that was like, Meh, but then he he uh, his his uh, final battle scene. Spoilers. Final <laughs> battle scene is really really nicely done. He does a nice um, uh, uh, Death Star explosion. Although it's funny because Vernon's like, yeah, that's Adobe After Effects. You can see that there. Mm. And Andy and I are just like, "Uh." (laughs) but the most important thing Andy picked up on. Yes. I was looking for at the end when when they're doing the award ceremony. Yeah. Uh, When they put the medals on, Mm -hmm. then they cut back to the scene when it shows all three of them. They don't show him putting it on it, but Chewie has a medal. Yeah, he he's wearing gives, a medal. He gives Chewbacca a medal. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Really he deserved funny. one. Yeah. Yeah. And Andy saw it, and Andy's like, did you see that? And I'm like, whoa. And <laughs> Vernon's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And we back it up. and So this is where's Waldo for deep Star Wars nerds. Yeah. It is. It kind of is. It's a lot of fun. Star Wars Revisited. Yeah, Star yeah. Wars Revisited. There's also... It improved on many things, and yeah. but it, it's... Yeah, and not, it's fun because because it's a fan edit. I mean, there's there's it's a fan work, and this guy did it. I don't know if he did it completely by himself. I assume he did, but it was. I don't know much of the history behind it, but it's pretty good. Huh. Um, there's also Star Wars: The Despecialized Edition, which is it takes the special edition and then brings it back to the original yeah, as best they yeah, can. Kind of, sort of, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, he there was some. There was some. There were some cool stuff. There was some cool stuff in there, uh, cleaning up a lot of the mat lines mm. of a lot of the uh, ships in space and stuff like that. Just stuff that Star Wars geek, film geek might notice, and mm. no one else is going to. I but remember noticing in Empire. I mean, as far as cleaning up the special effects, I noticed in Empire and in the Hoth scenes, there were scenes where you could see through the ships. Yeah, mm. yeah. I was like, oh, right. that's not good. Yeah. So I'm glad they fixed that kind of stuff up, but. You know, by and large, just leave them the way they were and go on to the next thing, man. But this was a fun edit. It was fun to watch. Yeah, it's a fun. Tell me the original version you can see through the ships. Yeah, I noticed that. Wow. Now I got to watch it again. Yeah, yeah. There there are bits and pieces like when they're circling around, especially in the Hoth scene, like with the the at-ats and just circling around. You could sort of, it's sort of like a little... Just a bit. You Not as the, bad as the, the uh, what's it, the, the, the diner scene and whatever the first of the aboard, the Phantom Menace, the, the, the big diner, the sloppy diner owner character. 
who was completely computer generated that you don't remember at all? I don't remember yeah. at all. Dex, right. Dex, okay. Oh, with the multi-arms? Or am I thinking I don't remember either. Is this the scene no. with the death sticks? I just remember that when no. I saw it in a theater. Oh, that's, that's in Clone This Wars. is when Obi-Wan is asking about the uh, the dart. And, it, oh. and, and the diner guy let, leads him to... You're right, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the scene at all. Either. I don't remember the scene. Camino. All I remember about the scene is that as he's talking to the guy, you can see holes in the guy's render. I mean, no. there, there are literally holes in the, in the, where they have not filled in all the render on him. And I'm like, oh. dude. Very Scorpion King of them. It's not good. <clears throat> yep. Wow. So, okay. so that was tremendously geeky. This on YouTube, I assume? Uh, or, no. Or you have to go a little deeper. You got a bit of Vimeo or something. You got a... Uh, that thing, go I don't know where. This is something Vernon oh, oh, found. Oh, on oh, advice oh. of counsel, I will yeah. say... <laughs> Goddamn torrented this thing. Yeah. <laughs> of course, this isn't on YouTube. They, they shut heart, this down in the heartbeat. Seven Seas. Yeah. That's what you did. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't let that happen, so... <laughs> it had a pirate bay near you. Yeah. Arg. I don't know what you're talking about, Targo. <laughs> Give me two R's. R R. That's found a Tortuga. <laughs> so that's where you found it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Yeah. That should be the code word from now on. Tortuga. Oh uh, yeah, we got it in Tortuga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that, Matt. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that's so, some fine nerd codes. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, we're, cr- that we're saying on the podcast sure. <laughs> out in the ether NSA. See uh. episode four thirty seven for the cipher. Right. <laughs> I made Kirsten watch the uh, the captain's wife's lament. So yes, that was fun. he did. The, the captain. Sorry, the captain's wife's lament. It's a Paul and Storm song. Ah, that's really about oh, yes. a three-minute song. This is that long song. This is the one that that is that is uh, um, uh, ten to thirty-five minutes of vamping before they get to a minute and a half of bad puns. But funny as hell. Yeah, you only saw one version of it. I made him watch the shortest. Version yeah, yeah, of it. yeah. He was merciful. I made him want to watch a 10-minute He was uncharacteristically merciful. Then I later watched the uh, one of the 40-minute versions <laughs> that has Will Wheaton and, uh, and Adam uh, Adam Savage in it, <clears throat> which is even funnier with Will Wheaton. Horn of Gondor. Yes. But, um, yeah, it, it's funny. Those guys, I mean, I've heard about them, of mm-hmm. course, and I've seen them on a few things. They work the crowd nicely because this is a big... That that's a that's a real crowd working piece. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of cueing the audience, getting the audience to say stuff and respond to stuff and stuff like that. And it was pretty impressive. So it, the thing I steal from them all the time is this such and such is my cover band, my, my so and so cover band. That that is what they do, and they do that a lot in the Pirates Wife's Lament. That whenever somebody says some weird phrase, they will come up with like the perfect thing that is the cover band of it in that. Yeah. And and Andy does that. I do it a he, lot. He killed me this week because uh, I said something about sweaty pig, and he's like, "Oh, that's the name of my meatloaf cover band." Yep. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, yeah, "God she, damn, that's that's that's, that's actually on. perfect." Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit of a savant that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really that's, uh, that's Andy's that's, that's Andy's my superpower. zone of the spectrum. <laughs> no, we know what your superpower is: spilling things. Come on. That's that's more of a side effect. You're saying that right <laughs> when he has a bottle in his hand. I know. <laughs> you know in GURPS when you take certain boons and that, but you have to counterbound exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's true. Yeah. There's some deep RPG nerd shit for you out there. Yeah. Generic universal role playing system. Look oh, it up. I loved GURPS. I loved it a lot. Uh, played some God of War this week. Ah. Yeah, game Gamefly was on. And what the did spot you think of it, boy? 
<laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's about perfect. Uh, God of Thunder. Uh, I I've only played a couple hours into it, and this is a friggin' huge game. I, I learned that after about two hours, because I'm like, uh, what if I just veer over here instead of going where the story wants me to go? Oh, hidden quest, and that's I'm still on two hours later. Woo-hoo. It's like like not part of the main game. Just if you happen to go down this path, yeah, here's a few more hours of game for you. You took the road not taken. Well, somebody took it, but it's a beautiful game. I do like that Kratos is actually kind of fleshed out as a character for once, because Kratos in the past has been kind of ooh mean anger. Zeus, yeah, rip arm. That's that's kind of been the whole thing, but. Here he's got the kid that he's protecting and teaching, and that's a really interesting dynamic for that character. Hulk not monster. Hulk just misunderstood. Yeah. But I'm enjoying it so far. Can't say much more than that as far, because I'm not too deep into it. Spoiler, but, sweetie. But I'm enjoying it. And uh, I watch a lot that, of it on Twitch. I that that, form, but that yeah. first villain reveal is really intense. Really intense. So I had we'll to explain that. Twitch to an older person the other day. It was funny. Like, did, did they get it? And, and, wait, they they do what? They watch what? Video um, games? Yeah, people no. playing usually live. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's a TV show. Well, kind <laughs> of. It's a TV kind show. Of. Uh, also, I'm reading the Ritual. Uh, you might be familiar with the Ritual. Shh! Don't say that out loud. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Damn it! You'll piss off Azatoth. He'll never take over the world now. Photogen and. Uh, if the Ritual, the if you might be familiar as the Netflix horror movie that came out a couple months ago. They, they made big, great hay of it when it first came out. Uh, based on a novel by Adam Neville. And I wanted to read it, of course, before I watched the I movie. I love his music. Right? I don't know much, but I know I love this book. <laughs> and I do. Oh, it's, I'm about... <laughs> <laughs> My ice machine is very loud. I know. We talked about The Ritual, and now stuff's falling apart. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, four-fifths of the way through it. And it's really good. It's probably one of the most nihilistic horror novels I've read in a while. Wow. There, there, there gets a point of this where it's like, I feel just really dark and icky by how just dark and icky this book is. Uh, and it brings a smile to your face. It sure does. It absolutely does. I highly recommend it if you like the idea of Blair Witch, but want to give it a Nordic spin and make it really 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 dark and uh, i highly recommend it if you enjoy uh norwegian black metal so it's blair witch for uh, nazis i can't say too much more about all it. right fine. really but it's good it's dark and i'm about halfway through i was like i kind of knew where this was going from the beginning but i have no idea why there is still half a book Ahead of where we are right now in the story. Um. <laughs> okay, everyone's dead. What are we doing? <laughs> and so at that point, I'm like, and then when that switched over to part two of the book, then it just gets really shit crazy, balls out, wacko. Uh, I remember reading Return of the King. Uh huh. And I'm like, okay, it ended. And now it <laughs> ended again. And now it ended again. Oh my God, there's still a third of the book left to go. What the hell? Yeah, people saw the movies had the same reaction. Well, but then you know the last third is an is a yeah. appendix, but still, it's like that's true. Yeah, well, you got to learn to speak the Sylvan. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the movie yet, so I can't say whether that's. I hear that's good. That's what drew me to the book. That's I'm, on Netflix. It is on Netflix. It's 
The so, Ritual. The so Ritual. You, so you're going to finish your book, then watch the movie, and then you're going to do the other thing with Gauntlet, with the uh, yes. Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Because I, I kind of want to go with where I feel the actual story lies currently. Mm-hmm. So the ritual based on the book, so the movie is based on that. However, the MCU has kind of taken over above where the comics are right. in its own realm. So I'm like, I want to see the movie of Avengers and then see how Infinity Gauntlet inspired right. what they took from Infinity Gauntlet. The MCU is its own thing that's, yeah. that's a reimagining of the stuff we've seen before without all the baggage of, of retcons and reintroduced Exactly. I know when I read Infinity Gauntlet that it's not going to be the story I'm re- I'm watching up there, and I don't even want that to even affect what I'm reading, what mm-hmm. I'm watching. Where the rich one want to say, I want to see how this translates to the screen, All right? Because I know Infinity Gauntlet's not going to translate to the screen. Yeah. What else you do, gentlemen? Besides paint minis, I painted minis. I built a piano. You uh, sorry. I, I built a like bag. an actual full on. I built a shell to go around a keyboard for a short film. Oh, okay. Yeah. Would you build like uh, like a grand a piano. piano or like one of those uprights? An upright piano. Okay. Out of mostly foam core and craft paper. You and foam core, man. Mm. When you think about it, it's a good metaphor for life. Yeah. An empty shell of a broke. Because the funny thing is, his <laughs> keyboard is a broken keyboard. Yeah. Well, the keyboard I had to build it around was actually it's actually a Spinoni's uh, keyboard. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, but this is a uh, one of his pianos that uh, Benny Bonobo was using and just destroyed. Oh, it was it was like it was it was put upright like the monolith from two thousand and one, and then fell down and got broken. Oh wow! So uh, yeah, the, he has another piano that's the exact same model. So I was using a broken one to build around so it would fit. Oh, okay, that makes yeah. sense. But yeah, I built it in pieces so it could fit in the back of my my uh, SUV. And then brought it and set it up, and then apparently it's in a dumpster now. So it only existed for like a day. Oh, it was amazing. Well, it's disposable art, man. Yeah, yeah, disposable art. Although it's in the film, so. Matt. I have to say, we we have a construction person here. That's that's to build terrain. Yes, yes. I know where you're going with that. Yeah, for, I already thought about for it for 40k. And then when I finally get you into Malifo, <laughs> then we can do that. What's Malifo? Don't, what is you were here Malifaux? Yeah, no, it didn't, didn't yeah, sink him. You guys, this guy went Warhammer. I just died of zone out. <laughs> he, he's hearing Warhammer, 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 yeah, but Warhammer. You were, you were talking about like, all oh, these models are awesome and blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, those blah. were gorgeous. Yes. Yeah, yes. they yes. were. Yes, they were. <laughs> yeah, I remember the pretty pictures. Yeah, mini skirmish game, all Victorian horror, Weird West style stuff. I'm but telling I, you both, you would like it. I guarantee. Malifaux, yeah. they'd love it. Dude, I'm not, I'm not. We're not denying you. No, you're you're talking to the two people with no money. <laughs> Dude, I just... It, it, yeah, I'm like considering canceling Movie Pass because it's suddenly gone to suck. And I can't... No, I don't know if I can afford suck. That's a good point. None of us can really afford suck. Yeah. Like you know, as somebody it. who hasn't had Movie Pass, I'm thinking, thinking of getting Movie Pass because it's still a pretty they, good deal. They changed the I know they did. I know they changed the Dude. But wait, wait. Dude. What they were... What? Okay. Movie Pass was... was what? what, Torgo? What? I, I want you to He's explain what it this. was and what it became. What it was was a light from heaven. What it became was a herpes sore on the asshole of God. <laughs> what it was was a loss leader. There was no way they were making money on it. Oh, I made a visual of that. Well, the there's theaters. no way anybody's making I yeah. mean, even the, the new way. Their whole idea was to collect data and sell the data. Oh, that's but, what their market was. Yeah. Okay, so but, before but they changed... Like, no. Movie Pass was a thing you can join, mm-hmm. $10 a month. And once a day, 
you could go and you could see a movie at a participating theater. You have an app on your phone and it's called check-in. You check in by the theater. You have to be within 100 yards of the theater. You check in, choose your movie, and then you get a code that you take to the box office where they then issue you your ticket. Okay. If it's like Galaxy or a reserved seating theater, at the time you go to get your ticket, you can choose your seat. Um, you have to be within 100 yards of the theater. You have to pick up your ticket within a half hour of checking in. And people were using it for like multiple viewings. There were people who like saw Last Jedi a dozen times and stuff like Black Panther. Okay. For, you know, and I was all set and ready for Infinity War. I got Movie Pass specifically because I planned on seeing Infinity War a jillion plus one times. They just changed their terms of service the day before an Infinity War came out Uh-oh. to you can't repeat movies. Oh. They want to encourage you. We want to encourage you to go see a different movie every time. They cut back how many movies? Hold on. See? I oh. am not done, Mr. <laughs> Skip Ahead. Shut your ass. All right. Wow. So, wow. so they, they, wow. they cut out the return, the, the return movies. So you can't go again. Okay. And for new subscribers, they've also capped the number of times you can see a movie. So you can see a movie only, you only get four movies a month. It looks like older subscribers are grandfathered in, but I'm not too sure about that. Because one of the other problems I had is I got the notification, MoviePass has updated its terms of service, and then I couldn't open the page to find out what the updated terms of service was. It was through the rumor mill of the internet that I discovered I was being fucked. <laughs> so, I take it you're not the older subscriber. Plus, I am, but... Oh. I, I, Dude, I seriously, I got MoviePass planning to watch Infinity War a million times. And they fucked me right before it came out. They also instituted a quarterly payment system, so now it's not monthly. Now you pay. Oh, if, if so the you're price big stays, chunks. Yeah, you buy it. You know, thirty dollars for three months instead of just ten a month. And yeah, there were things there. I was just like, mur, 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 mur. and I don't know. I Professor Biggs was like, well, two dollars and fifty cents for a movie is still pretty good. And I'm like, ah, I don't. We'll see. So I'm giving it a little time. I'm see, giving I'm with- it a chance. But I was already. I mean, I was already disappointed in. You got to get your ticket. You couldn't buy ahead, and it's really funny. People I talk to about movie pass are, oh, it's extraordinary. It's amazing. I know Cthulhu collectors been going nuts. Yeah, about it. and then, but they then they didn't tell little things like you have to buy your ticket same day. You have to pick up your ticket within a half hour buying. You got to be within a hundred yards of the theater. So basically, so basically, you have to go. I want to see a movie. I don't right. necessarily know which one I'm necessarily going to want to watch. Hopefully they're seating. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going wow. now. Yeah. yeah. You know. So I have time to kill. I'm going to the theater. And I like I like getting my is, tickets ahead of time by sure. a couple yeah. days. I'm with Biggs. I, I still think, you know, it's 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 $10 to see four movies instead of $10 to see one movie. But $10 you're getting enough cheap. Yeah. Um I knew somebody, I know somebody who has been doing this for a long time and they were actually gaming the system. I'm not sure how, it's but it's their fault. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Somehow they were. They would go on days when the movies were actually cheaper, but they'd still get the money put into their account for the full price. So they'd end up buying their popcorn with the thing with the thing too. See, I haven't seen what? anything yeah. like that because the whole idea is that Movie Pass 
credits your account or something. And when I got my movie, I actually got a receipt that said plus $10. I don't know what, because what, there's nothing there. I haven't read up on how you buy shit. So mm. I don't even this, know This how sounds that like works. Warhammer rules. Yeah. 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 So I'm disappointed. <laughs> oh, I rolled a one. I, Fuck. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, wouldn't that be good, though? You, you have to go up and you have to roll the dice to see what movie you're going to get. There you go. Yeah. And yet you'll eat Chile it. Again? Oh, the newest Amy Schumer movie? Yeah. God damn it. And, and you go, you, oh, and you're going to have to go Schumer, halfway man. through. There's halfway an hour through. left. Go see the right. movie. Yes. <laughs> you rolled a one on a 20. That's going to happen. You want to see Infinity War? Well, this theater's got the last 45 minutes. Go. <laughs> you got to see Asylum's Infinitus War. <laughs> you can see Avengers. But it's the uh, John Steed one. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be pretty good, actually. That'd be okay. Yeah, I'd, so long as it's a, you know, M appeal. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else, gentlemen? Uh, All I did was see it. Oh, you're going to remember later. No. You, you really? Games? Video games? Nothing triggering your head? No. Nothing. Board games? Miniatures? Nothing. Board, Anything uh, on Netflix uh, you saw? Che- checkers. All he did was buy a bunch of paints. Ah, ready. ah. Did you paint anything? No. No, he's prepping. Uh, he's I got ready. my brushes today, like 12 different different sizes and all oh, that. Oh, wow. And I've got to wait on, I got some primer coming, so i got to wait on some primer. Ooh. But i got to figure it. out how to strip my models Pardon? of the paint. Oh, hello. Of the paint. Uh, what, is, on there. what is that? There's some green stuff you got. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. But that apparently. But no, it's, my a, it's, a, it's acrylics, basically? Depends what he painted with. He might have painted. Citadel attack. paint. Oh. Citadel paint. Oh, yes. Acrylics. Rubbing alcohol. I don't want to like actually do a lot of work. I just want to throw it in a bucket and then take it out later. Rubbing alcohol. Yeah. Just okay. let it sit. I don't want, like I'm reading online, like take a little toothbrush and get in. The, no, no, no. I just want to throw it in there. Go do something else and then come back. No, it'll work like that. You might when they, there'll be like a little bit of paint in like the, the little crevices. You might have to take a toothbrush to that, but very little. Okay. I've I've saved brushes that got left in paint overnight by dropping and rubbing alcohol. There's not the great greatest brushes in the world after that, but they're <laughs> usable. That's awesome. Great. It's not the greatest miniature after that, but no, nope. <laughs> no, right. the miniature is metal. So you're not dealing with the with the fibers and that stuff. You're just yeah. dealing with well, they're the pla- the ones I want to strip are plastic. Oh, then don't use rubbing alcohol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, try to see now. Boop. That was <laughs> I defeated your Tau army before I rolled a die. He has a big shallow pan. He's like, I'm going to do them all at once. <laughs> Glory to Nurgle. Burble, burble, bubble, bubble. <laughs> See, that's how Nurgle kills people anyway, so it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. I'm it's like not sure that it would destroy him, but I'm pretty sure there's a good chance. Well, whatever I do, I'm going to use one model they don't really use. I'm going to test in one. Yes. And then, but yeah. Yeah. So You've already looked at it, YouTube. You know how to do yeah. it. Yeah. Anything else, gentlemen? Uh, I'm watching more Spartacus. Okay. Still for good? The, for the boobies? Yep. Yeah. Lot, tons of boobies. Um, people are dying, and and it's it's uh, they've moved on past the, the first villain, so now they got the new villain. And it was kind of funny, because it was sort of like, they did a really good job. Lucy Lawless and John Hanna were great villains. I was really impressed with John Hanna's performance. Huh. John Hanna's... Uh, Batiatis. Yeah, the... the uh, He's the brother from The Mummy. Yeah, exactly. He's great in that, too. Yeah. And uh, and Lucy Lawless is good, too. Uh, 
So I was like, wow, where are they going to go? Because now the big villain is Marcus Licinius Krakus. Grass, uh, Crassus. Yeah. Krakus. Krakus. Yeah. Krakus. I like Krakus. I Release the Krakus. Yeah. Hi. Um, <laughs> and, you know, he was the Laurence Olivier part in uh, the big Kirk Douglas movie. And this guy, they're actually, they're actually doing a good job. I don't like their Julius Caesar. No, well, he dies, so oh. don't worry. Spoiler. Eventually, right? Oh. He, he dies, right? Wow, you're on in, fire in, no, today. No, in, in history, <laughs> he, he dies. He gets stabbed by, what's his name? He there. falls on a knife 41 yeah. times, yeah. 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 So, um, <laughs> so I'm on uh, nine times. He just slipped again and again <laughs> and again and again and again. So uh, clumsy. He's got Andy syndrome. Yeah, why, are you yeah. still, why are you still holding the knife? I don't know. <laughs> I slipped and picked up the knife. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but, but. You know, it's 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 still still kind of fun and uh, it's weird, but it's also a neat little sword and sandal thing. I'm almost like, geez, I may actually watch this other net, uh, Roman thing Netflix has. It's it's about Commodus. That's good. I've watched it. It's you good. have? Yes. All it's right. very very good. I was like, hmm, I just yeah. might do this after all. Even though Spartacus is a stars thing, and I'm sure this, but they might have been. It's told by. like documentary slash show slash documentary it's really weird that really way, but it's really neat interesting yeah. okay so um and the actor that plays Commodus yeah very good performance in that. really, really? Yeah. you better than Joaquin Phoenix yes <laughs> yes <laughs> but uh yeah so you know I did do Spartacus what else did I do, Andy? Did I do anything else? No, I, um, I can't remember. You, I can't remember. You've been stuff busy, anymore. Bunk me. We've both been busy. I've been building props. Yeah, we've been working. Well, well, we've been trying to. work. I've been trying to be busy. Yeah. The new job, it's like they've uh, they've been running out of stuff to do. So for the past several past week, I've been like logging on, and there's nothing for me to do, which is ah. kind of sucked. Yeah. So we played some epically bad zombie games. <laughs> where the game just screwed us Andy, over and over Andy and, and I, over. We're kind of losing our touch. Oh, okay, no, we're not Call of Duty touch. Zombies. Okay. Call of Duty 2 Zombies, and we play in the town. It's really neat because like, all the pickups, all the power-ups are already there. So you just you spawn in, and you can spawn ahead in levels, which increases the difficulty of the zombies, the, the, the size of the waves. But you also have extra cash, so you can run right to the magic box, get your weapons, hit the pack-a-punch, superfy your weapons. And then and Andy and I had just, we've been running to the magic box and getting knives. Pea shooter, <laughs> harsh words. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Foul language. Oh, God. You know, this, it's funny because uh, Scott and I, <clears throat> um, Scully used to joke because Andy in the older versions of the zombie games got the uh, sniper rifle so often he actually became pretty good at close quarters combat with a sniper rifle. I, was, can, I can hip shoot a sniper rifle like nobody's business. <laughs> it's actually kind of insane. He was forced to do that because he kept getting the sniper rifle and he had no money to get anything else. So he had to sit there and and just, and it's so funny to watch his character just like get in a zombie's face with a sniper rifle and blasting away. But um, man, oh man, is Shevitz. We're, we must be getting old or something because this. We're not getting past- old. It's giving us crappy <laughs> weapons over and over and over. 
We'll get shit weapons and just get our asses. We have done some epic rescues the last couple yeah. games. Well, that's yeah. been impressive. That's true. That you know, one guy goes down and the other guy has to run around and get. Uh, uh, Jog my memory about something. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 Uh, I actually want to talk about you about this. Oh. Have you seen the new trailer for um, Detroit Become Human? What? Uh, I've been interested in that since last E3. Holy fuck, that thing's amazing. It's uh, Android. You play an Android. Um, what? I only saw the one trailer, the demo, which is like a, you play like half a level. Yeah, it's a very story-based game where mm. the decisions you make affect. Yeah, and in, in this, this demo, it's... Uh, but not it's like a Telltale game. It's basically a hostage rescue. So you're the... Uh, um, negotiator, but you're um, Android, and the uh, perp is also an Android. Like his program is all fucked up, holding like, a human like Blade kid. Runner, kinda. Okay, but it's it's amazing. Like you, it's. Uh, have you played any of the Arkham games? No, no? but I, I know the no? concept. I have. They're great. Um, when he does like his detective stuff, where you just you uh, like you see what happened on a crime scene. You do that in this game too, which is really really neat. And how like oh like look oh he used this gun. He's got five bullets left. Oh his name is Tom. Okay, I'm gonna go to the Thor door. And the more information you get, it increases the probability of you succeeding in that um, encounter, which is really really neat. But this game is wanting me to pick up a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> it looks great. So uh -oh. yeah. But yeah, I just remember that from your. Once video again, game. it's a good thing Paulette doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did pick up uh, a box of Zombicide. Uh, Zombicide is a, a one to six player cooperative board game. Ah. Uh, there's very, a few variations on it. They've expanded. It's one of those games that they put expansion after expansion. A minis based game, but your zombie game reminded me of it. It's, it's a players versus game thing, and it, there's multiple scenarios. Uh, the version I got is the Black Plague version. So it's a more of a fantasy-oriented uh, mm. zombie, zombie game. So I look forward to when I be able to return after a D&D game and I'm available to play board games. Ooh. Maybe when Vlarg is in town. Ah, he'd be a good c candidate for some yeah. time. Yeah. Although, I don't trust you that it's co-op. It is co-op. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there, there's right. no, there's no yeah. function of you turn mm -hmm. on your the hidden. Are you the sure? hidden? I got bit yes. when no one was looking. Card. Yeah. No. It's <laughs> no. You don't get bit. You die. <laughs> when you bite, you're, you're mm -hmm. dead. Mm -hmm. You don't. And then Tor goes. At least I don't think so. Bites I, people. I haven't seen that. Yeah. The old, yeah. The old, mm -hmm. Oh, it's just. It's just. I'm just not feeling too well. It's a cold. <laughs> I can't promise you that oh. I won't bite you during the game just for fun. But uh -huh. yeah. We don't trust you since Pit. <laughs> that was fucking nor hilarious. should you yeah. nor should you uh, the book club has chosen the book for May uh, they chose a classic this round Dune by Frank Herbert oh he's oh. short <laughs> yeah <laughs> right uh, there were a lot of thick books suggested for this round uh, there was a fantasy novel it looked really good but it's almost 800 pages so it's what's Dune? Dune's like seven or no? Nah, it's, I don't nah. think it's that far. I think it's more along the lines of five. Hmm. Yeah, but dude, uh, it, in in comparison to today's bullet stoppers, yeah. Dune is tame. So yeah. that's a door stopper. But I've I've read Dune twice, and I'm I'm going to read it again here. It's a really good novel. Well, that'll take. I an may afternoon. cheat, you and I'll cheat? watch comic book girls Dune. That's right. uh, Dune thing. That's right. Because she boy, had, she had a book club, and she that was her fucking. Launcher. She did a box membership thing and all that shit. And, yeah. 
and they they she did an like an uh, couple chapters an episode, and they she, she deep dived. She loves that book. It is a good book. So so uh, great movie too. Discussions will open on the club Facebook page on the eighth. But of course, if you're not done by then, take all the time you like and join us when you are ready. And remember, the spice must flow. The spice mm. must flow. Fear is the mind killer. Gentlemen, let's uh, let's continue news because we got news. There's always news. There is. But this this is right here. There's there's no 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 extra thing. There's no red light, green light in this set. This is just friggin' news. How many pages? Seven. Well, that's that's not bad. We can get through that. No, sure. we're not. <laughs> we're not getting through all seven. Well, if we start but now. Gonna, but we're going to take okay. chunks out of it. On, that's let's, that's let's, what's important. Let's do a speed round, Torgo. Come on, we can do this. No one wants Torgo reads the internet. We've... We got this. All right. But, of course, let's talk about Avengers because, my word, it broke some records. Uh, wait, I should introduce a week in geek. That's yeah. Awesome. You didn't even try to punk in. That's good. <laughs> uh, Andy's on to me. I got to let him it up. simmer a little bit. So He's going to start mixing yeah. them around again. He'll pull yeah. out the Pop-O-Matic right. on me. Yeah, you got to. You should start the podcast with uh, what he hates. Just ran a... Like, welcome, guys. But And we're going to go right into a bomb. <laughs> Yeah, not, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, I just fuck him right in the. F- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I turned off just at the wrong time. <laughs> ah, so prior to the uh, opening weekend, the latest Avengers film has already projected mm-hmm. to have one of the biggest openings of all time. <laughs> On Sunday, before the day was done, it was reported that the Russo brothers directed Marvel film was projected to rake in two hundred and fifty million dollars or more for its opening weekend. Uh, that would make that the highest domestic opening of all time, beating Star Wars The Force Awakens, which made $248 million during its first weekend in 2015. Uh, once all the final weekend grosses are tallied, the figure could reach up to $257 million. In addition to having the biggest U.S. opening of all time, Avengers Affinity War also wound up enjoying the biggest global opening of all time, debuting at $380 million internationally, for a global opening of $630 million. This outpaces the previous record holder, The Fate of the Furious, uh, which opened to $541.9 million globally. But, so it beat it by nearly $100 million. Uh, Infinity War also broke several other global records, becoming the highest debut in South Korea, Mexico, Brazil, the Philippines, Thailand, Indonesia, and Malaysia. Also broke Fandango's record for best-selling superhero movie in the first 24 hours of pre-sales. In just six hours, sold more advanced ticket sales two weeks out than the last seven Marvel films combined. Had the largest preview opening for any Marvel or superhero Thursday night. The fourth highest preview opening ever with $39 million. And also, at two hours and 36 minutes long, it is the longest Marvel movie to date beating Captain America Civil War by eight minutes. And I'm sure the Academy won't even recognize him for anything. <laughs> recognize him for special effects, right? No, they don't even get that. They're, they get nothing. Mm. I don't think Disney cares. I know. They, they don't care at all. They care about what I just said. I numbers, actually, numbers, numbers. I actually tried to go to see it this afternoon, uh, and uh, it couldn't be done. just was not. It's still sold out all yeah. around. I, I did I, I did attempt this weekend to see it. I went on the Galaxy app and tried to find a seat, and 
some theaters didn't have any seats, and the theaters that did were in seats that I would never want to sit in. Right up front. Yeah. Yeah, I got my ticket like two weeks ago, just to be sure. Sure. Needless to say, I didn't use Movie Pass. <laughs> but now you can use Movie Pass to see it the second time. Yeah, a second time. Ooh. That's <laughs> it. Just, just a second time. <laughs> uh. So we knew it was going to be huge, and it is. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, Congratulations yeah. to Avengers for breaking our to hearts everybody. along with the, uh, the box office. Chris Evans is looking good. I like his look. Um, <clears throat> oh, in, oh, in uh, the movie. In the, in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant in general. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The son of a bitch is good always looking, looking good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, his this look for Cap is cool. And, um, the funniest, the funniest mm-hmm. uh, complaint I heard about this so far, too many guys named Chris. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. That, that's very, there's, what, three Chris's? Yep. With, with a potential fourth that we don't know about? The Simpsons aired episode 636. And that oh. breaks Gunsmoke's record. Congratulations, oh, wow. Simpsons. It is now the longest-running primetime scripted show in U.S. television history. The animated series is currently in its 29th season. The Grandpa Simpson-based episode was titled Forgive and Regret and began with a very self-aware Gunsmoke parody opening. Good. Ah. The show will likely continue to run for the near future, and if it ever does end, the question will be what show, if any, could ever break the new record set by The Simpsons. Right. 636, you said? 636. How many episodes week. do they do a year? Do we know? Is uh, it 24 or something? That's, or? I think that's the typical, right? So we got right. over a year before the magic. Well, six, it'd, be, it'd be cool six, if, six. if that fell right on the Treehouse of Horror episode. That, I, I could see them like, Holding Chip, off, holding things, yeah, yeah. making it, making oh, that work. Yeah, boy. I, I think <clears throat> they would change when Halloween happens. To make sure, it absolutely. Yeah, really. <clears throat> or they um, would go to like six six five, six six seven, six six eight until they finally. Oh, look, it's Halloween episode six six right. six. Have you ever watched an episode of Gunsmoke? I, you, I know I've flipped past it. Same here. But you're right. I don't but think I've ever. Can sat you imagine? Andy, you and I should have a Gunsmoke Marathon. Oh, good Lord. We'll watch all 635 episodes <laughs> and uh, in order so we can keep the continuity right. And we're going to see how that epic storyline unfolds. The I'm, only I'm, I'm going to just look at the Wikipedia entry and see what happens. The only way, I mean, uh, I don't know, unless it, that, that you can beat that is to be all animated. Oh, yeah. Or, or, or you just have... You know, a completely rotating cast, so that the 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 final quarter of the season is sure. series. I mean, don't get me wrong. If anybody can beat this, it's Degrassi. Sure, <sighs> Degrassi. Well, but they're not prime time, so they don't fit. Of course, because oh. of course there, there's the shows that have beat it: uh, Doctor Who, mm. uh, Coronation Street in England. Uh, a million, of our a million different soap operas. Yeah, yeah they're they're like fifteen thousand episodes. Some of them. Yeah, but they're not oh. prime time scripted shows, and those are hard to keep around because those are the ones that the advertisers I mean, I've make watched, or break. I've watched a few westerns of the era, and uh, Gun Will Travel. He's yeah, a hard yeah, old and man. Some Maverick and some and yeah. some of that. Bonanza stuff. was my family. Bonanza, so, sure. It's did, all right if we pick a little fight. Bonanza. Do recall a few yeah. uh, Gunsmoke episodes. I'm not afraid of anybody made bonanza. Yep. 
So yeah, congratulations, yeah, Simpsons, so on breaking <laughs> breaking television. Steven- you know, Bonanza was was based in Nevada. No, I didn't. Yeah. In fact, the ranch is still there. You can still visit it. Yeah, Where's the road's it, over there, I too. It's up by Lake Tahoe. <laughs> up they, by Lake Tahoe. They chose up, up there because they was a, being filmed in color, uh, and they wanted to sell color TV, so they picked a place that had beautiful green trees and stuff. Hey, they did a ride with Lake Tahoe, yep. man. Yeah, that's gorgeous up there. Yeah. Steven Spielberg has reportedly agreed uh, to a deal that gives him creative control over an all-new movie featuring Black Hawk. Yeah. The World War II-era comic book Hawk-a! series about a squad. <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> That's what they show out. Haka! That's what I they take your man. word for it in, in the comic. <laughs> yeah, is 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 that how the, written out? Yes. How do you spell that? H a w k dash a a a a. Oh, okay. That makes kind of more sense. Uh, it's a series about a squadron of ace pilots who rescue the world from enemies, both conventional and exotic. According to multiple industry reports, Spielberg, through Amblin Entertainment, will not only produce the new movie, but also look to direct. Warner Brothers is distributing the film. Longtime Spielberg collaborator David Cope, who uh, wrote Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, is penning the script. (sighs) The project has long been rumored as one of Spielberg's unrealized ambitions, with DC writer Mark Evanier revealing in 2011 that Spielberg has even envisioned comedic actor... Dan Aykroyd in the leading role far back in the early 80s. Ah. The, the New Deal queues up behind two Spielberg projects that are a bit further into the development, uh, the fifth Indiana Jones film and his remake of the classic musical West Side Story. Development on Indiana Jones 5 is set to begin on April of 2019, and Spielberg has already put out the casting call for new actors to feature in West Side Story. The comic has a long and storied past, having been created in the 1940s by Quality Comics as a military hero cycle before getting picked up by DC in 1957. The Blackhawks have gotten occasional small screen nods over the years in everything from old Justice League cartoons to Easter egg references and recent episodes of Arrow. Aside from getting the serialized treatment of the series in the 1950s film shorts, though Blackhawk has never been the subject of a feature film. Uh, Spielberg's treatment will be the 71-year-old's first foray into the world of comic book superheroes. I know nothing about the Blackhawks because I never read military comics, except for a few Garth Ennis joints. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I mean, they were they were like the they were they were like the. I've only seen the 70s one. I've seen a few reprints of the old ones, but you know, they're uh, they're similar to Sergeant Rock. They're similar to okay. Actually, the one I always liked was the losers because you know they they uh, they get lucky sometimes. Yeah, exactly. But no, they uh, they would always you know they would always you know blow up the bridge they were supposed to be done or whatever. But somebody else would get the credit. Ah, yeah. those losers. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, Black Hawk was uh, you know fighting pilots. I and mean, um, what was it? Uh, what was that movie with uh, the TV series uh, Black Sheep Squadron? Was was kind of. Was was definitely stole some stuff from Blackhawk, but they're more superhero way. They all dress in black leather with, you know, snap brim caps and stuff. Ah, all right, snappy dressers. All right. <laughs> what did they fly in the comic books? Like the World War Two era? Eagles. Yeah, World War Two stuff. Although in the fifty, the seventy stuff, they were flying jets. Obviously, okay. vultures. 
Okay. Blackhawks. <laughs> now I'm wondering that. Everything yeah, I'm seeing yeah. shows propellers. So, yeah, maybe maybe they never actually got into jets. But they're like wrong. groupings of a lot of hawks together because yeah. you need a lot that lot of buoyancy yeah. to put up a person. Haka! I found a hawk-haw finally. You found me a hawk Yeah. And a very racist depiction. Oh, Japanese yes. Let's oh, see. yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Very. I got to see this. <laughs> Could not be more racist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, wow. That was back when every superhero team had a racist sidekick. Oh, wow. Green, oh, a freaking uh, green, green Lantern wow. had pie face the Eskimo. Oh, jeez. Mm. hawk is right. Holy mackerel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's a different time. Remember, oh, they made the U.S. history, the spirit, history. The, you know, the brilliantly drawn yes. spirit. Oh yeah, had Ebony, who was just as little back Sambo and dumb yeah. as could be. Yeah, I can't believe there was a restaurant once upon a time called Sambo's. There still is. There still exists. There's like one places. left, right? There's, There's like a couple one. of them, I think. Okay. Yeah, once upon a time, that was like the Denny's. Yep. Wow. Well, they they became actually Sambo's became yeah Denny's seasons. right seasons seasons. Wow. As a digression. Oh, this next story makes me so happy. I've, I've waited for this announcement for decades, <laughs> decades. New Line Cinema is developing a film version of The Long Walk which was first published in 1979 as a paperback original under the pseudonym Richard Bachman. That's one of Stephen King's earliest works. Mm. Uh, The book is set in a future America that is ruled by a totalitarian government. Once a year, the nation holds a grueling contest in which 100 male teenagers must literally walk until they die. With the last remaining contestant deemed the winner and bestowed a great prize, everything he wants for the rest of his life. The walkers cannot stop and must maintain a speed of at least four miles an hour. If they dip below that, they are given a warning by the soldiers monitoring the walk. If you slow down again after three warnings, you are shot dead. Walkers also cannot leave the road, attack the soldiers or each other, and they can only receive food and water from the soldiers. Help from the people watching along the route is not permitted. Although King had already published six novels by the time the long walk saw print, It's actually the first novel he ever wrote. He started it during his freshman year in college in 1966. New Line has commissioned a script from James Vanderbilt, who wrote The Amazing Spider-Man, and who has been working with one of the producers, Bradley Fisher, to make The Long Walk for more than a decade. The one thing that stood in their way was Frank Darabont, who wanted for a long time to add The Long Walk to his own resume of King adaptations. He's the one that did Shawshank Redemption, The Green Mile, and The Mist. But Darabont never was able to pull it off, get it off the ground. Uh, so the rights became free again. Vanderbilt, Meischer, and New Line Cinema seized the opportunity. Now Vanderbilt will write a fresh screenplay. The Long Walk will join the list of upcoming King films and TV adaptations that includes A New Pet Cemetery, The Tommyknockers, The Talisman, Revival, Castle Rock, and others in development in the way. They're making mostly good King movies now, right? I mean, it's been a while since we've had a real clunker like Lawnmower Man. Yeah, well, back in that time, people were buying King for his name without caring what the story was. Right. It was it was a name to cash in. Now these movies are made by people who grew up reading King and were influenced by him and want to do these stories justice. Like Tom Clancy's The Long Walk. Yes, thank you. That's that's a fine point. <laughs> <laughs> 
like that. I like that. Uh, Ed, look it up. You're right. There is only one Sambo's left. Yeah. Santa Barbara. We could visit it. Oh, we could visit it <laughs> and feel dirty. Oh, yeah. This will be the first Geek Shock turnout. Yeah. God. <laughs> Meet uh, us at Sambo's <laughs> in Santa Barbara. <laughs> there was an article about the thing called uh, Pancakes and Pickaninnies. It's like, oh, my God. Wow. Jesus. My God. Oh. <laughs> But uh, people have asked before, and that's the answer every time. If you, I'm reading Stephen King, I don't know where to start. There's so many books. Which one should I choose first? The Long Walk. That is the answer. The Long Walk. Yes, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. As your phone is lit up. It's a new phone. <laughs> His phone lights up and he looks at us. I know. I know. It was so fun. There was one time we were in the kitchen, and his his hips just start singing. Ding, 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 no. And he's... He's he's looking around the whole kitchen. He looks at me. I'm like, dude. It, and he's like, is that is that my phone? Well, and that was, that was recently because I I finally replaced the phone with the uh, broken head jack in it. Mm-hmm. I went to go fix a head jack and said, no, we're not doing that here. Yeah, they don't it's, fix it's, anything. It's not your new phone. Just, yeah. So they say it's the same model, but enough has changed since I got it. So like the the preset ring was very different and i had no idea what the hell it was <laughs> not in fact the ring i used to use isn't there anymore so Aww. it still still startles me a little bit <laughs> you and technology yeah oh yeah that was i was supposed to tell you about the tech day I'd, I'd actually destroyed my uh my my charging cord from my phone oh my this yeah. is good wait 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 okay <clears throat> you, you charge your charging cord for your phone you destroyed it how the well, I was Late working on, on that piano in the middle of the night. In fact, I ended okay. up you know, working way into the wee hours in a Ben Kirsten's backyard. And uh, I was charging the phone. And fortunately, I'd taken the phone off the charger by this point. But my hot glue gun got knocked over onto the cord, which was still plugged in, melted through the wire, and uh, short-circuited it. Oh, my God. I just heard pop, and I looked over, and could smell the, the the smoke half a curse and and the, was on fire well, no it was plugged into it was plugged into a, oh. a uh, but uh it, it was new the it was no longer plugged in it had popped itself out of the socket oh wow yeah jeez christ this don't, your random hot glue don't connect those two wires together it's bad i gotta at some point check that socket and yeah you know it was it was plugged into a search protector <laughs> oh you yeah. gotta check that search yeah. protector oh, okay well, no, that's my his. search protector. Oh, okay. Yeah, now it's, and it's still working. Oh, then leave that search protector alone. <laughs> yeah, it's even, been through enough. <laughs> <laughs> Investors were surprised to discover that Netflix's subscriber numbers were up significantly in the first quarter of 2018. Wall Street was expecting the streaming service to add 6.5 million new subscribers in the quarter, but outpaced that, adding 7.4 million instead. You mean because they keep making good things and putting it on there for people to watch? Hmm, Maybe so. Netflix also predicts another 6.2 million subscribers in the second quarter. Netflix has said it will spend $8 billion on international TV shows and films in 2018. Between January and March of 2018, Netflix increased its original programming by 85% to 483 hours of content. Wow. Responding to new data... That shows science fiction and related programming powered the biggest viewer share of its genre content in the first quarter of 2018. Netflix is getting ready to aim even more of its resources toward new sci-fi projects in a bid to give its still-expanding subscriber base more of what they want. 
A new Business Insider report reveals, thanks to data crunching by streaming TV data firm Ampere Analysis, that Netflix is ramping up its spending on fantasy and sci-fi after it took the top spot on viewers' ratings of the kind of Netflix original programming they liked best on the platform for the first quarter. In Ascendance of Sci-Fi Overtakes Comedy, which previously had been Netflix's number one genre for original programming. According to the report, science fiction had knocked out comedy back to the number two spot, followed by action and adventure. To capitalize on the trend, quote, more than one quarter, 29% of Netflix's upcoming original content fits into the sci-fi and fantasy category. Nerds rule. Yes, we do. Nerds rule, and we put our money where our interests are. Yes. I love it. Just keep giving the other networks the finger. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, boy. That'd be a great logo. Give another network the finger? Just, just, just the Netflix oh. thing with the finger out of it? Yeah. Boom, boom. Uh, next up on Netflix developmental calendar is the just-announced Another Life, themed around an extraterrestri- extraterrestrial foray into space. All right. Uh-oh. This next one also gives me happy chills. Oh, okay. All right. I'm very happy with this next story. It's actually been in the news, my little sheet here for a little while. We just never got to it. AMC has announced Wait, it has. Did you just move it up the list, or did we actually get through us? We stuff? finally got to it. I oh. had to put some things ahead of it because. Okay. Yeah, breaking news. All right. My hey. favorite stories are the week of the podcast. He reads the story, and it's already came out. It's, yeah. It's That's. <laughs> I'm glad it makes someone happy. Yeah, yeah, I love it. AMC has announced it has ordered ten. Don't ep- you have a stalling technique so we can't get to a story? <laughs> 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 Matt and I contributed. Oh, Where the hell are you? I was sitting here. <laughs> I, I hope those two shut the fuck up so we can hear Torgo's story. <laughs> I thought he said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, take Andy, I'm not going to say this often, but that was good. <laughs> I'm glad we were together on that one. <laughs> oh, okay. God. I'm going to have to take extra blood pressure medicine tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit you let me down Chris <laughs> yeah you let us down uh, <laughs> I'm doing nothing I think that's their point <laughs> movie pass <laughs> AMC has AMC has announced it has ordered 10 episodes of Nosferatu that's the NOS4A2, a new supernatural horror drama based on the novel of the same name by Joe Hill. The author will also executive produce. Jamie O'Brien, who did Fear of the Walking Dead and Hell on Wheels, developed the show for television, will serve as showrunner and executive producer. Nosferatu introduces viewers to Vic McQueen, a young working-class artist who discovers she has supernatural ability to track Charlie Manx a seemingly immortal being who feeds off the souls of children, then deposits what's left of them into Christmasland, a twisted village where it's Christmas every day and unhappiness is against the law. Vic must track down and defeat Manx, rescue his victims without losing her mind or falling victim to him herself. Quote, AMC's record speaks for itself. Who wouldn't want to be in the business with the madmen who broke bad and made the dead walk? Hill added, I can't wait to see Vic McQueen turn the throttle and go after Charlie Manx in 2019. Let's ride, unquote. 
This is the first time you've mentioned the the Christmas land and the, the husks of children there thing before. Now I'm even more interested in it. Oh, it's a good story. It sounds story. fantastic. Yeah. Are you sorry you interrupted him now? Oh, no. Never not bad. No. Of course he isn't. Last week, uh, the, we reported Hulu decided to pass on adapt, uh, adapting, obviously a few weeks ago at this point when I wrote this. A few weeks ago, we reported Hulu decided to pass on adapting Hills and Gabriel Rodriguez's massive popular horror comic, Lock and Key, although the pilot is currently being shopped around. Hill is also the author of Horns, which was made into a film starring Daniel Radcliffe. The series will premiere with 10 episodes in 2019. So, yeah, Nosferatu, great story. Joe Hill, I, I'm sad because I, I know eventually, as we all will pass, we will eventually lose Stephen King. However, but we'll still have plenty of books to adapt. Not, yeah, not only that, but Joe Hill is a fantastic writer, mm-hmm. and he's a fine writer to take up his father's mantle. Nice. So, if you yeah, like Stephen King, Andy. Nosferatu, check it out. I knew where he was going with that, and I was going to let him say it, but you just had to go and pillow that. You just don't play our game, do you? <laughs> <laughs> our game. He's bringing you into it. I know. Net. I know. <laughs> Uh, 20th century. I gave him a compliment. <laughs> and, uh, you know, now he thinks we're friends. You won't, <laughs> you won't make that mistake again. <laughs> All right, you got to admit that one was good, Todd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was worth it. I'm going to give him that one. <laughs> 20th Century Fox recently announced that they are developing a new kind of story format and technology that will allow for audiences to make choices for the characters while watching the movie. You mean the Pick a Pants Adventure that was created in the 70s? Pick, 80s? Pick, pick a Pants? Pick a Path Adventure. Oh, okay. I heard Pick a Pants too. <laughs> I was like, wow. Pick a pants adventure came later. <laughs> you, you choose your own porn movie. Yeah. Pick a pants Pick adventure. Pick a pants. Pick a pants. I choose the checkered ones. Unfortunately, Andy slips, and next thing you know, he's in the pegging room. Hasn't that already been done? Uh, with uh, the sci-fi show? What's that sci-fi show? On, on, on TV, yes. But this is the first time they were bringing it to movie theaters. Okay. I didn't so, catch that. So how does it work? Do people so they, in the theater somehow vote on a machine or something? Jeez, yeah. I don't know. How will on, we on a, find out, Todd, how <laughs> this works? On a machine. It's 2018, Andy. It's called a cell phone, probably. Oh. <laughs> or a smartphone. But you're not supposed to have your cell phones yeah, out but, in the movie theater. You know, it's changing now. Everyone's a bunch oh, of pricks. Oh, if only there was a way we would ever find out how this would work. We could look it up. <laughs> <laughs> they, All right. Uh, <laughs> I have done the work for you. Uh, <laughs> They have teamed up with an app called Control Movie. There we go. This is this how it supposedly works. Uh-huh. All right. There are several points in the story where the audience will be given two options to choose from, and they will vote on their phones. For example, if a character finds himself being confronted with a bunch of thugs in a dark alley, you can choose to fight them or to walk away. This offers various different outcomes for the movie. The studio announced that the first film to utilize this technology will be based on the classic Choose Your Own Adventure book series. The film is being produced by John Davis, John Fox, and Greg Berlanti. Chris Aronson, 20th Century Fox's president of domestic distribution, had this to say, Bringing game-changing, innovative technology to audiences and enhancing the cinematic experience 
has always been the cornerstone of 20th Century Fox brand. Bullshit. And our next... <laughs> that, that That's color commentary. And our next venture is the outstanding control movie technology, where we're utilizing for choose-your-own-adventure. This interactive experience and the passionate creative team behind this project allow the true spirit of the beloved book series to fall into the hands of fans around the world. Huh. Choose your own adventure movie. Wow, Matt called phone. it. Yeah. App. But it's um everybody in the audience chooses it. So yes. so you're 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 dealing with the the mob. It, yes, movie by democratic vote. I, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to stand up. Put your phones away. <laughs> you idiots. All <laughs> I'm trying to watch the movie. The movie obviously paused because you have your phones out. For the fifth time, the little old lady comes out to get the usher. Excuse me, they still have their phones out. I can't watch this movie. Yeah, what's Galaxy gonna do? So I saw. um, Remember the uh, the movie that was like first person thing where it was a first person shooter, basically as a movie. We talked. Yeah, it's called Doom. No, no, as as a movie. Oh, they shot it like. Oh yes. Oh, hobo with a shotgun. No, no, no. What? I don't know. What? Uh, <laughs> what the hell? Isn't there a movie called that? There is. There is, there is a movie, but that's not what it is. Whatever it's called. I no, saw I know, it sitting I in the... I know the movie. I've, I can see it right now, but I thought... <laughs> I saw it sitting in the $5 bin at Walmart. So it's out there. <clears throat> oh, you didn't see it? I didn't watch it, but oh, it's out there in the $5 bin. Did you bin. watch it, Andy? So you walked nope. by, you almost got nope. <laughs> So You're he like, told... So yeah. he just told me there was a movie out. Yeah. Okay. I, said, yeah. I was telling you it's in the $5 bin. Apparently, it didn't do well. No, it, it didn't do well. But yeah. This fall, Insomniac Spider-Man PlayStation 4 game will give fans a new take on adult Peter Parker and his friendly neighborhood alter ego. The game isn't directly based on any previous incarnations of the character, and it makes a few changes into the established lore. For example, uh, Mary Jane Watson of this world works as a reporter, and she has a different dyma- dynamic with Peter. But it's the kingpin, Wilson Fisk, who will step up into the spotlight for the game's official tie-in novel. Titan Books will publish Spider-Man Hostile Takeover, which will be written by author David Liss. The book will be a prequel to the Insomniac game and will explore Fisk's plan to take over New York City. Peter and Mary Jane will also have a large part in the novel as well, in addition to other key players of the game, quote-unquote. This won't be Titan's only tie-in book for the Spider-Man game. Paul Davies is writing Spider-Man, the art of the game, art book that features never-before-seen images of Spider-Man, his costume and equipment, the Marvel version of his hometown New York, and the deadly villains he battles. It's an art book of the video game is what it is. It'll also include artwork and designs from every part of the development from the beginning to the end. Spider-Man Hostile Takeover will be released on August 21st, and the Spider-Man PS4 game will follow on on September 7th, and Spider-Man Art of the Game will come out on September 11th. Wow. Has anybody fallen Daredevil closely enough in the comics to know if Karen Page actually became a reporter, or is that something they just did in the uh, Netflix show? I certainly didn't follow it close enough to know. Yeah, me neither. Because that seems like a weird to me. If, if that's not the case, if they just decided to make her a reporter in that, and now I they're making see it. Mary Jane a reporter in this. <laughs> I could almost guarantee she wasn't in the Punisher comics. No. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> you're, you're diving in. 
He's right. Yeah, we all we all try. Actually, we all sampled it while you're talking about ours <laughs> while you were talking. I, I figured if I got started, Andy would go ooh, and then you could actually get a few items out. No, I appreciate yeah. your your strategic thinking. Yeah, there you no. go. It kind of worked. It was yummy. What I like about this Spider-Man story mm-hmm. is that they're releasing the book before the goddamn game. Oh. Because when they did the Mass Effect book for the last game, mm-hmm. they released the book after the game came out, and it's a prequel to the game. So at that point, I'm like, uh, get me excited for your product. I, I, I want to exist in the game world. You release a novel prior to. That is going to prep me for the game world. I'm already bought into the storyline. I've already got a foundation of where we're going, and I'm excited to move forward. So I... I like that they're releasing this prior to. Really, Canadian Andy? Really? Are, are you dropping? Really? Things? Are you? What? Yeah, what? Continue your news. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Florida man speaks. Warner Brothers announced that the previously in the works Batgirl film is back on track. Joss Whedon had been working on the script. Well, yes, I am dropping stuff. <laughs> I'm glad we made that clear. But he departed the project I didn't earlier interrupt this, this time. Um, <laughs> a bunch of assholes. I, I, I work with assholes. Kay, you're good. <laughs> hey, I, you know. <laughs> almost killed wow, Matt. Wow, that right? almost oh, killed yeah. Matt. Why'd that kill Matt? <laughs> <laughs> weak Don't for the read mic. the deconstructed uh, cookie. <laughs> Oh, you, you've crept out your mic like you are going to say something. I know. It was a nice, big, dramatic read. <laughs> you grabbed it. He was going to say something prof- profound or profane. Either way, I would have yep. taken it. Never say anything profound. <clears throat> According to The Hollywood Reporter, uh, he, uh, well, I don't even know what I'm going to add in this story anymore. <laughs> All right. Let me back it up a few steps. Joss Whedon left Batgirl. Okay. Now, in place... Oh, we're back to... Christina Hodgson. We're back to Joski. Good. Whose previous credits include the upcoming Transformers spinoff movie about Bumblebee, as well as the 2017 thriller Unforgettable. The script being written by... I don't know by... Script being written will feature... Barbara... This is not helping my reading. I just want to say that for the record. What? What? What's not helping? In my defense, it doesn't sound like you wrote it. I'm sorry? In my defense, it doesn't sound like you wrote it. It sounds like you just threw a bunch of words on there in a rough, rough assemblage of what might be a sentence. Uh, Christina Hodgson is now writing Batgirl. There. Okay. Writing? That, writing Batgirl. No, direct. I don't okay. care anymore. <laughs> she's, she's involved. I heard writing, writing Batgirl. So, no. Maybe. I'd uh, watch that movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, I just takes need to, a lot to burn out Torgo. I just need to start a new. We broke honestly. the Torgo. I just need to let that one go. Oh man, right, let it go. Sometimes you let, let it go. it go. Let, let it, it go. go. No, please continue. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I never saw the movie. You don't have to. <laughs> oh, okay. That you you nailed it. Let it go. Funko. Yeah. Ooh, I'm interested. <laughs> no, I'm not. But go ahead. Funko's famous pop line, those three and three quarter inch vinyl collectibles shaped to resemble characters from every stream of pop culture, is moving into the cereal aisle. 
Funko is starting a new line of breakfast cereals <gasps> that will be based around horror icons such as Freddy Krueger and Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, as well as action and comic staples like Wonder Woman and He-Man. Funko founder and currently its vice president of apparel, Michael Becker, says that each box of cereal, which begins shipping in June, will come with a mini pop inside. What strange and terrible pictures does Jake Godbold have of the people that run this company? <laughs> uh, he added, quote, it's just one more of those feel-good Funko items. I used to watch cartoons on Saturday mornings when I was eating cereal. Yep. There are prizes in the cereal yep. that will sell for $7.99 a box. That's, aye, aye, that's aye. an expensive box of cereal. Uh, when you add milk to the Freddy Krueger cereal, it looks blood red. <gasps> With the Beetlejuice cereal, when you add milk, it looks like slime. The idea is to sell the cereal to retailers who carry collectibles. We can't compete with Kellogg's at Ralph's. We think people will buy one box to stock and one to rock. I'm again quoting. They'll probably open one box and enjoy it and never touch the other one because it's a collectible, unquote. That's going to be weird going in like Hot Topic. and there's a That's exactly where they'll carry it. GameStop. <laughs> Becker started the company 20 years ago in Redmond, Washington. His first pop was a big Bob's Big Boy figure. Oh. Uh. And eventually sold it to a group of investors led by his friend, now Funko CEO, Brian Mariotti, while temporarily retired for a year. In the meantime, Funko expanded into the major business that we know with 500 employees at its new headquarters in Everett, Washington. So Funko Pop cereal coming to a head shop near you. Did it really say Bob's Big Boy? Okay, that's curious. Because, you know, they're, they're not Bobs all across the country. No, there's Azars. And- Azars, and, and in, in New England, they're Abdows. Are they? Yeah. Of course. And, Abdows. And that's backward spelling for what? I don't know. No. Probably like fuck a crab. Backward spelling for it. Did you say fuck a crab? I don't know. Something. You, you New Englanders are weird. <laughs> He's not the one that said fuck a crab. Yeah. <clears throat> You don't want to. You don't want to do that. That that won't do it. You cohog baby, but not on a crab. That wouldn't work at all. Yeah, that's about the reaction we expected. <laughs> Fox Searchlight and Guillermo del Toro announced a new overall deal that will cover quote live action feature film projects to be written, produced, and or directed by del Toro. But that's not all. Fox Sear- Searchlight also announced a new label for genre film distribution. Includes new projects produced and curated by Del Toro. So with this deal, one of fantasy, sci-fi, and horror's brightest stars has become a new home base to not only to make his own films, but highlight up-and-coming filmmakers in the process. Mountains of Madness? Mountains of Madness? I'm hoping Mountains, Mountains of, Madness. of Madness, yes. That's, that's sitting in the back of my brain in all of this. this is They've given him creative control. Maybe. All films will be financed by Fox Searchlight, Quote, for the longest time, I'd hope to find an environment which I can distribute, nurture, and produce new voices in smart, innovative genre films and channel my own. In Fox Searchlight, I found a real home to live in action production, a partnership based on hard work, understanding of each other, and above all faith, Del Toro said in a statement. The first project under the new deal will be Antlers. All right. What the hell? Fresh out of your like, that brain. That just stopped <laughs> you short. <laughs> I did not say antlers. 
Just want the audience to know that it wasn't me shouting on the hours to even, stop you in mid-sentence. Even my own writing is trolling me now. <laughs> I will make it through this episode. <laughs> this is this is the last story. I'm just, I, I can't Wait. after this. <laughs> what? Wait. <laughs> okay. He talked into his... <laughs> yes! He talked into his jar instead of his microphone? <laughs> yeah. Listen, my wife got everybody deconstructed cookies in jars. And Taylor made Taylor kicked out for each one of them. I finished mine, by the way. And, and Andy just talked into his jar. You're welcome. <laughs> so, antlers. Antlers. A film following an elementary school teacher who takes in a troubled student that harbors a mysterious family secret with deadly consequences, unquote. What secret? He's got antlers. Everyone knows about it. They see it right there on his head. Del Toro will serve as one of the producers on the project, which will be directed by Scott Cooper and written by Nick Antasha, adapted from his short story, The Quiet Boy, and Henry Chasen. Del Toro has a... Long been a darling of genre fans everywhere, thanks to attention to detail and his unrestrained love of all things strange. But his Oscar wins earlier this year elevated him to another level. Aha! Still not clear. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? Stop it! Thanks. Stop it! Don't don't even <laughs> talking into the back of your mic. No, you can't huh. sell it like Andy can. <laughs> That's because Andy ain't selling anything. Andy's living. I'm an idiot living, savant. Man. <laughs> Taking out the savant part. <laughs> Still not clear what this means for Del Toro's immediate future as a director, particularly after he announced last fall <laughs> that he would take a year off from directing. Even if he sticks to that promise, could easily start work on something later in 2018, early 2019, and it's already been reported that he's set to work on carnival noir drama Nightmare Alley for Fox Searchlight. God damn it. <laughs> Apparently, I'm have to have uh, Jeff go over the settings on this. <laughs> What's your Targo blood implosion? <laughs> Write to us. Comment on uglycouchshow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. Commander K. Fact checked Andy. Yeah, you go next. All right. <laughs> Maple Leaf Matt. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Did you actually get up through all seven pages? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just gave up. You surrendered. Did you actually get <laughs> I made it to the top of the fourth page. Hey, that's impressive. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, you, you missed it with the jar. We really needed an Andy Cam for that one. It was great. I stand before you a broken man. <laughs> Withered with time and Andy. Oh. Ooh. I, I think we can stop blaming the chair at this point. I think it's just become part of me. The, the, the chair is no longer emanating the force oh, of Paul. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And we were blaming the chair. Okay. Yeah. We were blaming the chair for a while. But oh, no, you were blaming the chair. We knew the culprit. <laughs> there you go.